This is Let the Bible Speak, where uh, it's our intention to hopefully have the Bible speak into everyday life. Uh, There are many opportunities for voices to come up and influence us and the way that we should go, but we want the primary voice to be God's word in our lives. Uh, This podcast is about letting the Bible speak. So this morning, I want to introduce myself. My name is Josh Elder, and I have here with me John Shadow and Henderson Palmer. And then we also have another special guest uh, this morning is Pastor Mike. Now, Pastor Mike is not with us. He's given us some some words of wisdom on uh, the written written page, which is good because this is called Let the Bible Speak, and the Bible is on the written page. So uh, he's going to be able to speak to us today from his his letter. Pastor Mike has uh, gotten his degree from uh, New Orleans Baptist uh, Theological Seminary from Angola and uh, currently is a pastor at Rayburn. And so we're grateful for his voice to be speaking to us today about this issue. So this is a big issue that we're going to be talking about uh, this morning, and we're going to just go into it. We're going to be talking about race. Um, race obviously is a sensitive topic to everybody. Um, and so you might ask, well, why are we going to talk about this? And for us to open this up, I think Pastor Mike wrote to us and gave us a, a good beginning for us to kind of see why we would be talking about this at all. Uh, Pastor Mike says this, let the Bible speak is a clarion call to all humanity, especially as the world around us finds itself grappling for answers on race and equality. No justice, no peace and black lives matter are the rallying cries that has echoed through the corridors of almost every state. How do one attempt to bridge the gap between hearts that have been divided for so long? So Pastor Mike brings up a good point. The world is talking about race. And so we have to have a position on race as believers of Jesus Christ. Uh, The Bible is not silent on race. And if we think it is, then we need to read the Bible a little more closely. So our whole intention today is is that oftentimes in the opportunities uh, that can come against uh, what we're what we're speaking of, there are viewpoints out in the world that will speak directly into this uh, this matter. And so it doesn't matter if it's Black Lives Matter, national anthems, George Floyd, police brutality, critical race theory, anti-racist agendas. Whatever it is, the world is grappling with these issues, and we certainly are grappling with these issues. And so if the church doesn't speak, then that means that some voice other than the church, other than the scripture, is going to fill the gap. That's right. And so do you all have anything to add to that this morning as we're talking about this? Well, um, I, a little bit just to come before we really get off into it. I'm like I said, I'm Henderson, and um, I'm African American, and it's definitely a, a big topic, especially you know in my community. I guess you can say because um, you know blacks down through the years have been you know marginalized and treated unjustly, and systemically you know been set aside and not you know if in a court system and education some stuff like that. And you read about like uh, stuff like slavery. And, you know, so forth and so on. But personally, from my experiences growing up, man, I I didn't come from like a highly, you know, a high community or a high population where race was like real, real heavy. Like being like, I guess like whites being prejudiced towards me. 
I didn't really experience too much of it. Now, I'm not taking away from what other people may have experienced. I'm just sharing, you know, what, I, what I've experienced. Right. And, uh, but the, I guess the main focus, man, and, you know, and just trying to shed a little light on the race thing and how to even overcome some of the mishaps and some of the, you know, some of the misfortunes that black people have suffered down through the years. You know, you want to know, like, how do I get past this in my mind and in my heart? How can I move forward in my life? And how can I not be bitter towards, you know, maybe like the white race or any other race that may have been prejudiced towards like the black race, right? So, you know, I just want to say this, man. For me, for me, uh, just like, you know, one of the things that Pastor Mike had brought out in his letter, and I read it, he was talking about Second uh, Corinthians 5 and 17, where it says, For those who are in Christ, they are a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And that's the scripture, right? So, right. you know, when I gave my life over to Christ, Brother Josh, it was like I had a different perspective. Like, my whole thing now is to try to figure out a way, like, how can I worship God with my life? Right. Right. And obviously, you know, there's got a lot of hurdles that you have to cross thinking, well, I was treated unfairly over here and this happened to me over here and something bad happened to me down the line to try to eat at your worship experience to God. So, but God gives you his spirit. Like he's done, like I know he had, like he done for me and I know he'll do it for anybody else that's going through any kind of racial issue to help you overcome like anything that try to clog your worship to him. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I would say too, like this is a big issue, and there are different, different, completely different aspects to it. Right. And and so, like for us, uh, particularly for today, um, we're just going to be talking about one aspect of it, right? Of what the Bible has to say about identity, and then and then we're going to talk about uh, what the Bible has to say about it. Doesn't matter what your race is. Uh, what is our reaction to when we see? injustice or if we right. see someone suffering or we see someone in a in a bad state what are we supposed to do as christians what's our reaction to that right. so that'll be our next episode and then we'll end this with uh talking about forgiveness amen and uh and so that th there's a lot to this to this uh question of race and so uh but this morning i think the best place for us to begin is to talk about our identity which is what you were bringing up with Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen is is suddenly there's a new creation. Right. A new creation has happened, and so uh, does that creation have uh, a an effect on how we see other people, what our race is, how we deal with our cultures and the cultures of others? Um, and I would say it definitely does. Absolutely. I think it absolutely should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, it's it's. I think we live in a. Oh, I'm sorry, Henderson. You Go had ahead. something. Well, just, just um, you know, looking at our identity, which I think definitely plays a big part. Like, who am I, man? Like, yeah. who am I in Christ? Like, you right. know, what is... Because now I can honestly, now today, and I'm, and I'm super excited about it, man, about the purpose that God has given me in my life. The path that I'm on, you know, living for God, reading God's Word, listening to the Bible, letting the Bible speak to me so, I was, so I'm able to move forward in victory in my life today. You know, at one point, once, one time in my life, I was, you know, I, I guess you can say I was like defeated because of the way I was living. And I was always setting myself up for failure because of the way I was living. But now today I have purpose and I have meaning and I'm on a mission for Christ. But that's only through the spirit of God. Yeah. When you accept, when I accepted Christ, the spirit of God took our residence in me. 
So yeah. now mm-hmm. I have something more than myself to rely on, a, a bigger, a better insight. Some, you know, God sees before we can see. Yeah. And he knows, you know, things before we even would know things. So he'll lead you and he'll guide you on this good path, on the path of victory that I've been on. And I think, like I said, I'm super excited about it that otherwise I wouldn't be on. But the spirit of God leads you into victory. It helps you to overcome, you know, things that try to eat at your worship to him. Yeah. And that is the truth of the matter. But, in, you know, but my identity now is in Christ. I know who I am. I don't have to feel like, man, I'm not, you know, I don't have to feel like, well, I'm not this or I'm a less of a person than the next person because of race. I don't have to feel like I'm defeated because I know who I am in Christ. I know I have victory. Yeah. So your primary identity becomes your relationship with Jesus. Absolutely. Which I think is... I think that's the answer. I think that's the the way it's supposed to be. And I, I think we live in a, 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 at least at least in the U.S. I'll just I'll just focus on this country right now. Uh, but we are so um, obsessed with our personal identity, yeah. you know, like, and, and then what we move the target on what that really means. It's either who I sleep with, you know, who I'm attracted right. to, that's who I am, right. you know, or my job, you know, that's who I am. Right. These right. things that we identify ourselves by, and there's, it's just, there's so many different aspects of our personality that, that we could identify ourselves by, but the only thing that would unite all of us is, right. is our identity in Christ yeah, right. and, and that new creation that we become. But uh, I think society, I think, I think the enemy likes to keep us divided. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think that's that's kind of a. And I look around and I see a, a world that is trying to divide people, as opposed to looking at the things that you have in common. It just focuses on all the things that make us different. Right. And, you know, there's there's a lot of things that we can identify ourselves by that can be taken away in a instant. And if that's who you are, that's then right. what are you what are you left with? The yeah. one thing that cannot be separated from you is uh, is god right through through christ you know so so i think that you know i think that's probably what we're talking about yeah. today is is identity and, and yeah, identity and I, in christ and i would say i'd add to that that you know uh that is not to underplay the fact that there are differences in culture of course not there right. are differences in experience there Absolutely. are differences thankfully in, yeah like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Absolutely. like thankfully there, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a how second how boring would gumbo be right <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah, really. we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in just a second of uh of how that how we see that in the scripture because the scripture does not just you you might think you know sometimes and this is this is this kind of gets to me sometimes the church has a voice uh, and uses that voice sometimes to say things that really aren't scriptural. Yeah. Okay, so the you know the church is going to say stuff. Name like, one time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more than one. Um, but there, you know, there are sometimes that the church will say, "Well, you know, there's there's I, I don't I don't see race or right. I, I don't there's no difference in in people in in, which in is any which absurd. is right. It's absurd. <laughs> of course, there are differences in, in, in people. Cultural we come differences, from cultural ab- differences, right, growing absolutely. up in our experiences, having all these differences that come to our our culture. If you don't think there's anything different different from where you are in in the u.s just go to one of the eastern countries and tell me if culturally you feel identical to that of course yeah that's not the way it works so there are definitely differences the question becomes for us is is what does the bible say as far as does it acknowledge our differences but then does it seek a way for those differences not to be what separates us and does it give us an answer to bring unity 
unity in all of this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, brother Josh. And I think there's a bigger thing, man, that even, you know, supersedes our differences. Yeah. Differences, right. which is the gift of God, yeah. salvation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it brings me to this scripture right here in John Go chapter four, right? And and Jesus he met with this Samaritan woman. And I'm gonna read a little, just a little bit of it. it. Says, um, a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. And the Bible says his disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan one is the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, which was of a different culture from right. her, asked right. a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. I mean, right there. So right. what do we see? There's differences between the cultures here Absolutely. in this story of this uh Jewish man and this Samaritan woman coming together, and she's saying, Look, how are we even interacting? Why are we even interacting? Why because knowing we... that day, you know, yeah. Jews was, I guess you can say, like superior. Right. They had the that Samaritan. attitude. Absolutely. Right. And the scripture goes along to say, um, um, Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman says, sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where do you get that water? And it goes on to say, um, are you greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give them will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. So he was offering the woman something that was past their differences. He was right. offering her eternal life, salvation. Right. And 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 that's an interesting thing, brother Josh, because once you know, once I knew, like once I realized in my life that man, I need Christ, I need to be saved because this earth and what, what we're living in and what we're going through as a people, no matter how different we are, yeah, is gonna come to a point to where man, I'm gonna have to answer to Christ. And if I don't accept Christ as my Lord and Savior, this is only temporary. Right. Mm -hmm. There's an eternal resting place that I'm going to. And if I don't get myself, now I had to realize if I don't get myself right with God, then I'm not going to be accepted into the kingdom of God. So, you know, despite of, you know, the differences that maybe blacks or whites or Hispanics or whoever it is may have, I think the fundamental thing is if you only knew. Yeah. If you knew the gift of God. The gift of God. Yeah, if you knew right. the salvation and that total holiness and what God had to offer you, you would have, you know, I think people will begin to see God yeah. and ask him and he will give them living water. Yeah. It, 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 I, I mean, I'm kind of like, because you told me that, and I, that was the first time I'd seen in the scripture, if you knew the gift of God. And, and there's this way of where she says, how are you speaking to me? Because we're so divided. We shouldn't right. even be talking right. in some sense and he says if you knew the gift of god if Absolutely. you if you knew what what god could do in in you and transform in you then you would have come to me right you know and and you would have asked me there would be no barrier between us in the sense like you would know where you need to go to draw water you're here for this physical water and I'm offering you something that's going to change you from the inside out Absolutely. and the definitions that you've had previously of the world's divided either into Samaritan or Jew. Right. We can't we can't get along. There's none none of that. He says that suddenly this is a this is a different. There's a transforming right. force. There's a transforming power where the world suddenly changes for them. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, the woman even goes on, you know, the story, and I had hit on a, a little earlier about, you know, God wants us to even, you know, our biggest thing or one of his main purposes for us is for us to worship him. Yeah. You know, even in the Old Testament, man, uh, when when the children, the people of God, they was in slavery and God's son, Moses, to Pharaoh, and he told him, let my people go so that they may worship me. Yeah. It, I mean, he said that every time he went back, every time Moses went back to him, it was the same thing. And if you read in the book of Exodus, every single time when Moses went back, he had the same message. Let my people go so that they may worship me, yeah. so that they may worship me, so that they may worship me. And it's, yeah. and, and that's still the same thing God wants for us today. Let my people go, because a lot of times we'll be in bondage by so many different things. Like I might be in bondage to be like, hate a certain race of people. I might yeah. be in bondage of living a certain lifestyle, but God wants us free from all that right? so that we may worship him. And yeah. the Samaritan woman, she even asked Jesus in the scripture right here. She said, uh, after Jesus t- uh, told her about her husband, she said, sir, I see that you are a prophet. And she said, our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you say, that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. And so the woman was identifying that as a place. She thought it was at in Samaria where Mount Gerizim was, but Jesus and a lot of the Jews was figuring like the place of worship was in Jerusalem or yeah, Mount Zion. Too. Right. But Jesus told her, look what Jesus told her. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. And he said, but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. The Bible says this, and we're going to let the Bible speak right here. God is spirit. Amen. Amen. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Amen. So, you know, it, it, and it's hard to kind of get past the, the differences that we as a people may have. Yeah. And, you know, some of the injustices that, you know, each, each of us may have suffered individually. But I think our primary focus, man, I know mine's today and I try hard as I possibly can to worship God. And I know I have to get past any bitterness or anger or strife or unforgiveness that I may have in my heart towards anybody or anything that may have happened to me unjustly so that I can focus on worshiping God. So I've been, uh, this um, this past weekend, you know, it was obviously the anniversary of September 11th. Right, and, right. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot recently um, because I think perspective um, changes us. Because uh, if, you, if you remember, I mean, yeah, what a, what a horrible tragedy. Right. <clears throat> you know, I mean, just unspeakable tragedy. But look what happened afterwards. You know, people band together, their differences disappeared. And I think the reason why that happens is when you stand next to something so immense, something right. so huge, when the devil himself is standing in New York City on fire and everybody sees the enemy and it's it's clear as day, even non-believers can see it. You know, right. if you were to, if you were to, I think when you, you stand next to something so huge, it makes you feel so small. And, and then all of a sudden your differences with each other become almost immeasurable right. you know and, and and i think that that you know the flip side of that you know standing in the with jesus you know standing yeah. you know if you knew who i was you know right. like if you knew the Im- immensity yeah. the 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 immeasurability of um 
of 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 God and God's love. Um, if you were to stand wow. that next to us, right, our differences. You couldn't even see them, yeah. you know, like we, we wouldn't even make right. it off the floor. So, I mean, isn't it true too? Like she's sitting there and she's, she's taken what, you know, she's been taught her whole life, what she's broken down the world into, you know, you don't like us. Right. We don't particularly like, you know, like yeah, that right. kind of thing. Here's God in the flesh. My man. She doesn't know it though. Right. Right. But she, she doesn't did. know it. And he says... But if you knew, right? Yeah. If you knew, absolutely. And, and, and why would that make the difference? Well, because if God in the flesh is standing in front of you, probably those types of ways in which she divided the world begin to fall away. In 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 the immenseness of what you said, which is is here's God in the flesh. Yeah. And and w- what are you going to be concentrating on when God is right in front of right. you? It- and you have the opportunity Absolutely. to ask God something, Absolutely. you know what I mean? In and, the flesh. And, and I think that's um, even, you know, I mean, we see in the mirror dimly, you know, right. the, 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 on our best day. Right. Um, but, but I think if, if we accept Christ, if we are, and we become the new creation or, or on our way to the, you know, the, to, to perfection, um, then I think we start to get a sense of that. In this world, you know, you may not have to be at the well with with Jesus yeah, necessarily, right. like, but to just start wrapping your mind around God's love, yeah, to right. to really wrap your mind around that, or at least do your best to, um, I think it has a, a sense of it, it has that effect for us, and, and so I think yeah, it's why we believe that the Spirit of Christ comes to live in us, right? Absolutely. So, in other words, like the Samaritan woman's predicament is what we get. We have the Spirit of Christ living in us. And so when you have the spirit of God living in you, how does that change the way you see? Yeah. And it's, and it's not like, you know, not to get too Methodist or too, too Wesleyan on this, but you know, the idea of Christian perfection, it's not that you're not going to make any mistakes. It's that you begin to love perfectly. You know, you begin to love your brothers and sisters and God more, more perfectly. Of course we make mistakes. Of course I have negative thoughts that pop into my head, but it's the spirit that convicts me and corrects me. And, and so I can't. I'm just grateful for that because yeah, well, and that's what Henderson. You know, I, I like we have different stories, obviously. Right. Henderson and I, Josh and I have. I mean, we grew up similarly, but but right. but still different stories. Um, you know, I'm always amazed when I meet somebody who is like openly racist. Like I always, my my joke is I didn't even know they built your model anymore. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I really <laughs> did not. Like you know, when I went to school, like things like that didn't matter so much. I feel like the that there's been, uh, but it it lately. Lately, it feels to me like um, I don't want to say that it's ramped up, but it's become a bigger topic. And maybe right. that's maybe I'm speaking from just ignorance. You know what I mean? And I was just blessed to be in a an environment maybe that that didn't focus on it too much. But yeah. but now it's I mean it seems it's a hot button issue now, and 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 you're hearing a lot of wounds exposed. You well, know, like deep wounds. Definitely. And I wanna I wanna lift up what Mike. Mike had written to us because, I mean, um, I think he, this is a perfect example of what you're talking about. And Mike talks about this a little bit. So, um, and this is a little longer, but it's good stuff. So first of all, he said, when I became a Christian, one of the first indelible reminders, the word of God etched into my heart came from second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And since I was always taught that whenever you read across a therefore in the Bible, you should first find out 
what it's there for. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> so I backtracked a few verses and I read, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge, that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Mm. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Whenceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Know mm. we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. In other words, saying, once we become Christians, now we don't know people after the flesh. Amen. When, when Jesus was speaking to that, the Samaritan woman, he said, the Father desires worshipers who worship in spirit and the Amen. truth. And so suddenly now there's a set of new eyes. That's right. And those new eyes uh, don't just look after the flesh. They also look at, they look after the spirit yeah, yeah. and the truth. And he goes on, he says, there's so much theology to unpack in these verses, which is 100% true. But for the sake of simplicity, let me just remind us that we not only inherited new future eternal destination in Christ, but we also inherited a new present day perspective in Christ, namely a new perspective of others. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. When we're born again, we're quickened or made alive in our spirit. That's right. Where sin had initially dampened our spiritual sense to the point we could not hear, see, nor perceive God clearly. Christ cleared the blur. Mm. Right. So now the blur is cleared. Now, rather than just judging based on uh, where you come from, based on what your your religious whatever is, based on where you grew up, who your parents are. Right what your skin right. color is, whatever it is, suddenly this has been cleared by Christ and we see each other on how, what brings us together in Christ, that, that, that oneness of the spirit. Um, and the last thing he said, and I think this is what you were saying, John, is, is you know, all of us have different experiences. And, and part of, I think, the issue with our society is, is we're like, ah, I have this experience and right. I have this experience. And then, no, but my experience says this. And so we're all speaking from these these perspectives of experience. Um, and Mike gives us, gives us a different experience, too. He says, Mike says, now let me be extremely transparent with you about how blurred my vision actually was. Mm-hmm. As a former emir in the Islamic community, I saw white people as blue-eyed devils, Jews as stingy, prideful, religious bigots, and Christians seem to be too religiously intoxicated to have a constructed conversation about anything without mentioning Jesus, which maybe we've proved that today. I don't know. <laughs> he says, I think that's great. <laughs> he says, but since I died with Christ, Amen. Amen. I died to all those dark, and perverted ideologies yes. of other people, and I was born again into the revelation that there are now only two classes of people, spiritually dead or spiritually alive. Amen. That's right. And this was actually a game changer for me because everyone who was born again, whether black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Jew, Indian, etc., 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 I was no longer afforded to perceive mm. them from certain biases, but mm. only as brothers and sisters based on their conversion experience through Christ. As the Apostle Paul wrote, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither bond nor free, 
There is neither That's male right. nor female, Amen. for you are all one in Christ. That's right. And in Colossians 3.11, he furthered, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and is in all. Right. I am no longer in debt to my flesh to think any other way of my brothers and sisters of various ethnicities than we have been born again as one body in Christ. Amen. You know, I, you know, I just want to say this, man. The, man, I'm just thinking about how the enemy, and, I, and you know, you can see, you know, when you get into the body of Christ and as you mature a little bit, you can see how the enemy uses his tactics to really destroy your life. And the yeah. Bible says he only comes to kill, steal, yeah. and destroy. Right. That's his, that's yeah. his, he's, he's a lie. He's going to lie to you. Yeah. Yes. He's going to make you think you should feel this way about a certain person. He don't want you to love him. He don't want you to forgive him. Right. And outside of Christ, speaking for myself, like I grew up in a culture where if somebody was to do you something, you do them something back as right. far as getting even with them. Or sure. like if they hurt you in any kind of way, you hurt them back. Right. And then you to where you'll feel like, man, I'm, I'm one up on you. You know, you did me this, I did you that. We, I'm, I'm past even. You know, I got the best of you. And that's just it. So if somebody was to come to me and say, hey, Henderson, you know, you need to forgive that person. The Bible says, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. You know, before Christ, before the Spirit dwelling in me, I didn't want to hear that. I right. couldn't hear it. It didn't make right. any sense to me. It just, it's a, it's, I'm not about to listen to that. You are being, actually the person telling me that would, you know, it sound you are being, a, you are offensive to me. Right, right. I'm not going to listen to that, man. So that's why it's so important that, you know, that we have in this, this podcast and to let the Bible speak because what it's going to do is it's going to give you victory because if I can actually hear that, and the Spirit of God makes it make sense to me. Like, man, God is going to take care. God is going to be the one that fight my battles. He's the one that's going to give vengeance for me. And if I can just, you know, humble myself, listen to what God is saying, listen to what the Bible is telling me, I can carry on my life in victory. Because if I react out, if I go and, you know, do what I have in my mind to do, it's going to lead me to a life of death and destruction. That's what the enemy wants. So it's important that, man, that, you know, thank God today, man, I can listen to the Bible. I can take the word, the word of God for what it is, trust him at his word. And, you know, and so far, man, since I've been living a life of victory. And why? Amen. Because you know the gift of God. Absolutely. Now you know the gift of God. Absolutely. And I think one of the main points of this this episode for us is is knowing the gift of God. Right. That, that we're not saying that, you know, all of us are uh, kumbaya just are going to get along and right. it's all going to be perfect right. Right. Uh, because we're human. That's right. not what we're saying, actually, at all. We're yeah. saying there's a power that can come into your life that transforms the way you look at people. That's I, right. I remember I remember before I had the spirit of God living in me, before I knew the gift of God. Right. I did not have very much love for anybody. I don't care what color they were, right. if they mm -hmm. were different color or my color. I I could care less. You were somebody to be used. You know, you were somebody that, that, I mean, maybe I care for you if you're my friend or whatever it is. But for the most part, like, I'm the one. I care the most about just me, numero uno, you know? Yeah, their and, value was how they served you. Exactly. That's <laughs> right. it. That's it. And, and what changed overnight for me yeah. was Jesus said... Hmm. To this, to wow. this, uh, uh, if you knew the gift of God, you'd come to me and I'd give you uh, eternal, live, eternal yeah. life, li living water. Right. And and Jesus in another place says, if you believe, all who believe in me and come, I will give them uh, rivers of living water yes. within yes. to flow from within them. And it says, by this I meant the giving. Of, by this he meant the giving of the Spirit. When I had the Spirit, 
the next day, this and this is what surprised me so much. The next day was is I suddenly had love yeah. for people that I'd never met before. And I was like, where does that come from? Because that's not mine. Right. And it's like, guess what? It's not yours. And, right. we, and if you've listened to this podcast, you say, yourself, oh, well, then in order to be a good Christian, what I have to do is just be really, really strong at loving. You know, no, that's not what we're saying at all. In fact, what we're saying yeah, your, is... Your love would fall short. Yeah, your love's going <laughs> to fall right. short. The gift is what you have to depend yeah. upon of how to look at the world and love people uh, yeah. no matter what. Yeah, I think there's um, – and, and you, you just hit on it talking about you – because know, I think I, – I mean I can relate to that too. Um, uh, being a, a user, I mean I, I used drugs and I used people, right. you know, like whatever. Right. And it was all to suit my purposes. What's right. the difference? Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. no, uh, yeah. To some extent, yeah. And uh, But I think, um, you know, when we – when talking about value, um, that, that – I think that's something that, that – helps us not only in race relations just in general just just where do we get our value from right you know where do we get our, our intrinsic our worth and it, it you know it's it it's in christ it's it's we, we that we are the image bearers of god we were made in god's image we were purchased with the bl- blood of jesus and Amen. and and you know i mean i'm uh, um uh, things are worth what people are willing to pay right <laughs> you know and uh right and and jesus paid it all that's us. right. Um, Amen. And so, and, and what could be more unifying than the fact that we all have the same worth, and and that has absolutely nothing to do with us. <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah. it's it's just because of what Christ did for us, paid the price for us. A hundred percent. You know, from what Mike talked about, uh, y- y'all can't see this now, but Josh is texting. Having no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm looking at the scripture <laughs> on my phone, but this. It, it, and I'm trying to find it, but it's basically it says to us that um, all who believed in Jesus, he gave he gives the right to become children of yes, God. Right. Amen. That's right. Uh, born not of the flesh, nor of a husband's decision, nor of human will, yeah. but born of God. And so uh, what that tells us is, is that suddenly when we become children of God, we have a family and the family. Exactly. Is, the family is right. everyone who was born of Christ. And, you know, you were saying that, yeah, it's, it's not going to be all kumbaya, sunshine and rainbows. Right. Like, look, I, I got, I have a big family. I love my, my brothers. I love my sisters. Right. I love my family. That does not mean that we always see eye, eye to eye. In Absolutely. fact, we almost never do, right. <laughs> but, right. but I love them and I'll, I'll go to, you know, bat for them. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll have their back. And, right. and I think that's when we are, when we accept our adoption, you know, into the into God's family, and and we're all brothers and sisters. Then that's that. Let that be our relationship. Right, you know, yeah. yeah, we're not always going to agree, but that doesn't mean we're not going to love each other, mm-hmm. and and speak life and and love into into uh, people's you know heart as opposed to you know being so destructive. Hundred percent. Because right. we, we we do that. You know, there's another side of uh, what Pastor Mike was uh, saying that I thought was interesting. He was saying that. You know, he cannot help but look at the um, at those you know, the converted as brothers and sisters. Right. There's another side of that which says that we can't look at those who are not converted without our heart going out. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. You know, for them yeah. and sharing the gospel, sharing love with them, trying to bring them into the fold. You right. know, so so there's this other there's that the other side of that is yeah. like yes, we are our brothers and sisters in Christ, yeah. but those who are outside of the fold, the lost sheep. We have to have compassion yeah. 
on and them. still made in the image of God. Absolutely. You know? Right. So, I mean, and that's really what defines uh, everyone for us is the fact that our father is the one who made you. And, right. uh, and we want you in, in to be a part of this of this family. That's right. And it's the great equalizer. You know, I mean, I it's, know I yes. know people people, you know, they, they, they think, oh, well, you're just saying, uh, you know, to to you have to be a Christian in order to, to love people. No, what we're saying is, is that actually the way the world is, you could you could take that label out of it. But the way the world is, is all of us suffer under the same issue. It's called sin. Yes. Every right. one of us suffers right. under the same issue. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. It doesn't matter if you were Mother Teresa. Right. It doesn't matter. It, you know, right. no, no matter what it is, you suffer from sin. And here's the good news. The good news is the creator who created you and every other person in this world loved you enough to send his son to die so that your sin could be forgiven and he could offer you the gift of his own spirit living in you. Yeah, and right. so the question then becomes, are we going to be the Samaritan woman who says, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. The world is all this way. The world's divided right. in all this way and miss the fact that there's God in the flesh, God's own son who's come to give his life for, for my sins. Miss it that he's right in front of me. Right. Because I'm looking at the world and I just want to divide the world in whatever way I want to divide it. Or are we going to see the son of God in front of us and we're going to, and, and, and listen to his words when he says, if you knew the gift of God, right. you would come to me. Right. Right. And, and so God is reaching out to everybody. That's right. Um, man, I thank God for reaching out to me. I always want to recap just a little bit. Even I shared a little bit in the last episode, man, when the lady, it was an officer, man, that came to me and shared the word of God with me mm-hmm. and I heard it. And guess what, man, at that particular time, you know, I'm I'm in I'm in I'm in a parish jail. I'm facing time. All you know, prior to that, man, I just been living a life wild. You know, trying to beat the cops in all kind of way I can, trying to get over on the law. You know, ducking and dodging the police. But here it is, God used a cop, mm-hmm. an officer in a jail to blurt out a scripture. It was in Jeremiah 33 and 3. I'll never forget it, man. The Bible says in that scripture, "Call on to me, and I will answer you and show you great." And mighty things that you did not know. And that word came to me from an officer, man. And, and I just thank God even today for it. Because from that point up until now, my life has been blessed. Now, I, I, I'm not saying I haven't suffered anything. I served some time in prison. Been through a few other things. I had surgery. But even in all these things, Brother Josh, I've had victory through all of these things. God healed me. He brought me through that place. A lot of people don't make it out of the prison system, man. A lot of people might die up in there. They might get more time. Anything might happen. I lost a lot while I was in there. I had a, uh, we might talk about this on another episode. I think it's relevant. I lost a brother while I was up in there. My father passed away while Mm -hmm. I was up in there. And, uh, you know, I suffered a lot, but through it all, man, today I can still you know, worship God and move forward in victory. Thank God for his spirit that helps me in that way. Yeah. Because now I can team up with you. I mean, yeah. we come from different cultures and, yeah. you know, we can go do mission trips down in, you know, in Berkeley or <laughs> Florida right. and stuff like that, man, because there's a mission that's bigger than ourselves. Exactly. It's, it's not 100%. about me. Exactly. It's about, you know, what God wants to do in my life. It's and not I'm, about me. That's right. It's about what God wants to do in my Absolutely. life. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I think that's, that's 100% it right there, man. Um, it's uh it's just it's so true and uh there's a scripture this scripture always gets me and uh when i read it i i kind of i didn't i didn't think about this uh mm. when i when i was first reading it but when i think about it 
about this topic too. It really hit me because this is, listen to what it says. So it says in Revelation 7, 9 through 10, it says, this is talking about um, what heaven, you know, is going to look like, okay? And it says, after this, I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. First of all, I love that fact because it tells us how many people are going to be in heaven and no one could count the number. So let's not think that, you know, the... 133,000, you know, yeah, whatever I was going to say, well, I think, whatever. I, I think there's a few so, that yeah. might argue that. <laughs> well, from every nation, all right, okay. from every nation, yeah. tribe, mm-hmm. people, language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Yep. The scripture does not deny right. the separations that we separate ourselves into. He, he, the, the, it says there are people from every nation, right. every tribe. Every people, every language, we could add on that every color, every, you know, skin right. tone, yeah, that, yeah. That's to right. nth degree, That's right. you know, could be right there. Um, and this is what it says. They were wearing white robes and they were holding palm branches in their hands. And this is what, what I never really saw before. Verse 10 says this. And they, who's they? It's the big, people. huge multitude, right? People, every nation, every right. tribe, every language. They cried out in a loud voice all of the nations all of the tribes right. all of the people cry out in a singular that's right amen loud voice amen saying the same thing and this is what they say salvation belongs to our god amen who sits on the throne into the lamb you said amen it's, it comes back to worship and then suddenly we see in revelation this description of 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 heaven is all these different people and they have one voice, which is to praise God and Jesus. That's for what, right, man. For Amen. What, where salvation Amen. has come from. Amen. So, uh, you know, if you haven't, if you've heard us today, I think we could summon up in, in, in probably just these few words is, is, uh, if you knew the gift of God, yeah. <laughs> Amen. you would come to me <laughs> and I would give you rivers of living water it's worth you know, it and right. i just want to say it's past worth it yeah, it is accepting christ jesus as my personal lord lord and savior is was past worth it yeah beyond worth it man yeah. it's, i can't even describe like you know what it even means to me is past worth it just the life that i've been experiencing in christ has been past past worth it and so I, I, for our next episode we're going to be getting into okay so we talked about our identity. Our first identity, primary identity, becomes in our relationship with Jesus, Jesus saving us, transforming us from the inside out. That being said, if we've been transformed, what is our reaction when we see brothers or sisters right. suffering? What should we or ought we to do in those situations? And so uh, we want you to tune in for the next podcast that we're going to be doing on this. And we're so grateful that you would listen to us and but we know that you're just here for one reason, and that's to hear the Bible speak. And, and so we, right. we pray that we could continue to do that uh, in the name of Jesus, that he may be glorified and worshiped from all of us with one voice. Amen. Every Amen. nation, tribe, and language. Yes, with sir. One voice. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Let the Bible Speak. If you'd like to support us, subscribe to the podcast by clicking that little plus symbol on your phone until it becomes a check mark. You can also share these episodes with a friend. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at letthebiblespeakpodcast at gmail.com. If you write us at letthebiblespeak at gmail.com, we will not receive your email. So make sure it is letthebiblespeakpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Thanks.